back again for another chicken and liquor hour. We got some guests with us. Um, some are sent to the side to introduce themselves when they come in. But right now at the table, we have a very bougie black man. <laughs> very bougie, down to earth, great guy representing St. Louis. Deshaun. We're not going to say his last name because it just sounds smooth. Just saying Deshaun. It's smooth as hell. Deshaun, say what's up. What's up, everyone? He tried getting his deep voice. He tried talking. <laughs> yo, what's up? Yo, this Deshaun represent, you know what I'm saying? Represent St. Louis. You know how I do. That was me. He spoke Deshaun. for me. <laughs> hey, everyone. And then we have a melanin goddess. She's rocking the Moesha 90s braids, and I'm fucking with it, and it's flowing, and I just feel like I can hear like a 90s R&B song playing in the background as she walks in. And we got the homie Ashley in the building representing Virginia because, you know, they bougie, bougie black people starter pack up there in that area. So say what up, Ashley. Hi, everyone. And then we got a nigga. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I really can't say nothing because I'm, I'm literally pouring We got, he's pouring tequila in a styrofoam cup and he's from Atlanta. He is a nigga. And I mean that in a good way. I really do. It's Say what a, up. It's in the nicest way possible. What's going on, y'all? That's Chris, man. Um, and so we're here in the chicken liquor hour. Um, I have some topics, but I just got a text message. I just want to see what y'all first reaction is to this text message. Black men love Jewish women. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a true statement. <laughs> niggas do love Drake. Um, bruh, that, niggas do love Drake. So. <laughs> I can't speak for all black men, but I've been trying to get with a Jewish woman. For why? Since I've been watching Nanny. The Nanny with Fran Drescher. Oh, the Nanny. I love the Nanny. Bro, I've but been watching Jewish women. I don't know. Like, I really don't know. It's because to me, they're the closest to black women without being black Excuse women, me? though. Because they're like. They have wine. <laughs> they have wine? I mean, what? I mean, like, because. They, because they like Jewish women speak their minds. Like a Jewish woman, black woman can walk in a room. You don't have to wonder what's wrong with them. Like, my stomach hurts. And you just know their stomach hurts. So black women and Jewish women, they tell why, you how they feel. And I fuck with it. Why does that stomach hurt? And I don't know. That's the first thing that came to mind. No. Yeah. But I will say, working at the JCCU for five years, Jewish Community Center, Jewish women do speak their minds occasionally. Jewish women speak their mind crazily. But yes. black women are on a whole nother level. I didn't say y'all was on the same level. I just said that's the closest to it. So don't, I mean, there's nothing the same as black women. Look, look, she can't wait to take offense. She mm. can't Jewish wait. White, black. I could count on one hand how many Jewish women I met. So I can't speak. Couldn't nobody one. hear that with your I, quiet storm voice. <laughs> I said I could count on one hand how many Jewish women I met. I really can't speak on. Actually, I don't know how many Jewish women I've met because really? I've been knowing women for four years and be like, oh shit, they Jewish? No wonder I like them. Like, what do you think it is besides the outspokenness that you like about Jewish women, or is it that it's just? I mean, I love an outspoken woman. Amen. I love a woman that just speaks their mind without you asking them to speak their mind. Where Amen. like other people are like, this woman's always like, you know how when Fair. a woman speaks her mind. I love an outspoken woman. Um, and then Jewish people always seem like they're like one of the minorities. I fuck with minorities. Mm. So they do, I, I, they do say that. Yeah, I fuck with minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really fuck with anything that's just not a American white person. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Nah. I fuck with anything that's just not the basic white person. I fuck with anything that's not like the basic Ellen DeGeneres. You know, like... But Ellen is the shit. But, I but she's know, a but basic like, ass white woman. Like, and she leads Physical characteristic. Yeah, like she's just a regular white woman. What'd you say, Deshaun? Put the mic on. <laughs> Saying she's a lesbian. So she be scissoring. <laughs> so she be scissoring. <laughs> so never mind. Oh, yeah, and Ellen like Jewish women too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Ellen like Jewish women too. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to start off with something uh, random. random and simple and shit. Uh, <laughs> okay, I have a question because I saw this on um, someone asked this on I think Twitter. Okay, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. I was on Twitter and someone posed this question and it's just made me think and I wanted to ask my friends this. It said, first she asked the men this, have you ever been attracted to someone then grew to find them very unattractive or attractive because of their personality? So if you found them attractive because of their personality, what about them made them appear more attractive to you? So... One of you fellas answer that. So, have you ever like found a woman unattractive at first, and then grew to find them attractive because of their personality? I wouldn't say completely unattractive. Um, I think they're like maybe unmoved by them. Like you don't feel one way or the other, kind of middle of the road. And then you get to know them, and then you find them more attractive based on their. But I think if you originally just unattracted to somebody, I don't think no amount of personality can make you really be attracted to them. Like, it's, I mean, you have to have some sort of physical attraction. So if you middle of the road, like I'm indifferent, you all right, you're not, you know, left, not left nor right. And then I get to know you, you can be more attractive or less attractive depending on your personality. That's just me personally, though. Deshaun? Yeah, kind of similar to me. Like, every time I see some women... If they ask me out for like a date or something like that, I try to give them a chance. Cause I'm like, if I say no, that's mean that I don't oh, like you that much. Women chances <laughs> shit. Oh shit! <laughs> so this nigga guy just women. I guess I give this whole a chance. Because no, if I say no, that's mean I, I don't like you that much that I can't even give you one shot. So he got that many women. No, I don't have that many women. No, he said women to ask him on dates and then just breeze by it like that so, was just a regular. So hold on, hold on. <laughs> so Chris, have you ever had a woman ask you out on a date? Not that I found attractive. Oh shit! That you know what, low key. Okay, that's another. We'll get mm-hmm. back to this one. But yeah. that is true because I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say only unattractive women will ask men out on dates. But I think it takes a, a certain woman that has confidence because so many women are like scared of rejection. Mm-hmm. Like women, I think women women are more scared of rejection than men are. And women don't understand that men are scared of rejection. They think that men are just don't give a shit. But uh, most men, I would say, are scared of rejection. So I think it takes a very confident woman to ask a man out on a date. Because I don't want to just say unattractive woman, but it, it's a more confident woman that does it. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone agree, disagree? Ashley, you're and a that, woman. And that's the thing that draws me to them, too. Once you get the personality... I like women that are confident and yeah. know what they're doing and have goals. This is true. Like, now I will say, I'll say that 
I have definitely been around women that I found that I'm like, she's pretty, but I wasn't looking at her in that way whatsoever. But then I spent time around her and I'm like, man, her personality is fire. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, damn, she she might look kind of good. Mm-hmm. She's kind of cute. She, wait a minute, she might be sexy. Like all because of her personality. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it has to be a woman that you're already like, she's pretty at least. You can't just be like, damn, she's ugly as shit. She looks like unpaved concrete. Like you can't, imagine a woman that looks like unpaved concrete. That's <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> like, God, don't. I went to college with this chick that was like unpaved concrete, yo. Like, her face was fucked up, yo. Like, and I know I'm not the cutest dude in the world. I'm probably a, a looks-wise, I'm probably a seven. Personality, I'm like a 9.8, though. But this chick, she really looked like unpaved concrete. Like, you know, like when you driving on a gravel parking lot? Like, bruh, potholes rocks and shit like imagine like you know you're trying to park somewhere you know how some churches got uh got got them gravel lines when you're trying to go to church like this chick's face look like the gravel line at a church okay on, on that subject though uh a chick that is that way that look like an unpaved parking lot much like a church parking lot if she has a good personality you're not going to talk about her because it's the church parking lot. Because she got, you know what I'm saying? Because she has a good personality. So you're just going to leave it alone. It's understood, but you really don't comment on it. Because again, it's, it's the church parking lot. We just leave well enough alone. And she might be wholesome too. And you faithful. Know. Like you just worried about going in to praise the Lord. So you're not going to complain about the gravel lot. But I am going to complain about this chick's face. Like, because she used to pass gas. In front of us at work. And I didn't even know her like had to be passing gas. That shit was trifling. Let it loose. I just have so many, just have so many issues. But like, to stay on her face, because body odors and functions and things, that's just going to make you unattractive until you're in a relationship with somebody and even then you might not want to cross that line. However... No. Okay, so continue on. With <laughs> she said no. No. She just looked like a gravel lot. Like, but she has a great personality. We used to call her. I'm gonna make up a name because this wasn't her real name. Okay. Gra- we would call her Gravel Lot Christina. And when I say we, it was just me and my homeboy. <laughs> like her face really like unpaved concrete. You know when you growing up and they would say you can't park on this street like this. all day Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> You can't park on this street all day Tuesday. It felt like they were saying, you can't look at her face all day Wednesday because we got to pave the concrete. So they had to pave her face. But what was her personality like? Her personality was fucking awful. So maybe that's why she was even uglier then. Let's think about, okay. No, her personality was shitty. Oh, I don't deny that. I don't know Gravel Betty. So like, she is who she is. Gravel Betty. Oh, I'm going to start using that to talk about her. I do that all the time. I'm sorry. You out? Mm. We just trying to pour some liquor and it's gone. So it's tequila. Not just we got more tequila. We got some more. Anyways, we were saying. Say that the person, say that the girl has, she's not the best looking, right? And are we strictly talking about the face? We talking about body type? What are we talking about? All the above. All right. So say sure, we'll go with all the above. Say she's not the best looking. Say she's got a little bit. None of us are the best looking. Well, I'm not. Look at Deshaun. Deshaun's like, excuse me? Deshaun, have you fucking looked at me, my nigga? Deshaun, Deshaun and Nick leaned up. They both was like, hold on. Who's not the best looking? 
But if who the you, fuck? But if the person has an amazing personality, okay. So can I chime in on the question now? Because you yes, only asked the men. Nigga, okay. I said you, and you shook your head and, and said no. no. No, you did shake her, her head. Yeah, women well, kill me with this shit. This. No, we're Anyways, not, we're not back to me. Back to me. Back to me. Here's the thing. Yes, there are men that I are not the best looking in terms of either face or body type or whatever, but have some incredible personalities. And to be quite honest with you, if you have an amazing personality and you are down for me and me only, you're not out here trying to be a little hoe. You know, after everything in a skirt, you're not looking, trying to say, oh, well, what about this? Or I could have this. You're like, you know what? Stop you are my me. woman. And like, <laughs> I keep looking at you. You are my woman and you are my human. My human? Yeah. What are you, a dog with an owner? Can we? This, that's my I don't human. I have a fire explanation. I'm sorry. You're right. Thank you. So, if all of that to be said, then I'm cool. And at the end of the day, it's if I find you attractive, not what society says, not what other people say. Now my homegirls say, I love my homegirls, but sometimes they have crap taste, and I'll be the first to let them know. <laughs> and men? Yes. And I let my male friends know, too. I got a question, though. If you, if you got a man, mm-hmm. and you think he's fine, mm-hmm. and nobody else think he's fine, would mm-hmm. that be an issue for you? When we say fine, we talking like Shamar Moore fine? Like no, 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 no. Whatever you think is fine. Right? fine. But nobody else agrees. Would, but, that, would that be but an would issue your, in your relationship? But he would your friends even tell you that your man isn't fine, though. My three best friends, the three women that I've been friends with for almost 20 years, absolutely. Okay. They wouldn't hesitate. Would it matter, though? If I'm being honest... Like if you in love, you don't give a shit. I was going to say, like, if I'm about the guy, it doesn't necessarily matter to me because I prefer personality over looks. I think looks are futile and they change. And yeah. so what is fine now might not be fine in five years. If you drink heavy, if you out here in the world, you're not taking care of yourself, you could go from being fine as hell to frumpy and gross. But would it bother me if my three best friends were like, actually, this is not you. Like, you you are gorgeous and you deserve X, Y, and Z. If his personality, if I'm already having issues with the personality and then they say that about his looks, then it's going to compound okay. some insecurities. Does that make sense? Yeah. Would you ever go as far as this? I've seen this girl say, mm-hmm. she was like, she was talking shit. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, she was talking about this guy, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "Look at who your boyfriend is." And she was like, "I know my boyfriend not fine. I'm okay with that." Would you ever go as far as to throw your man under the bus like that? <laughs> That's fucked up, though. If it I is. if I look on Twitter and see my chick talking about, <laughs> no, I know my man ain't fine, but he nice and he buys me things and he makes no, me laugh. Fuck you! Like, I thought I was no. handsome. It's about personality. Like honestly, Which, fuck that. No, but like you got to be nice to look at. I mean, I, I a think, little bit. I you can't ignore that. Now yeah. I will say, if you look like butt ugly, then there's not a part of me because I don't ever want. I know what it's like to feel like an ugly duckling, so I don't ever want to make anybody feel right. gross or ugly. But but she's not for me. Sometimes it's I don't know. That's tough. I think it's a case by case basis. I think I'm thinking back to someone in my recent history who is an attractive man, but. It's not necessarily my type personality-wise. And so how I felt in that situation where my friends were like, he is fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's dumb as a box of rocks. He can't have no damn conversation. And if you know me, you know I'm a world traveler. You know my worldview is huge. Oh, she's a world traveler. Absolutely. Traveler. Ask about me. Excuse me. Ask about me. I'll no. ask Jeeves. <laughs> Shut up. Google. But no, no, no. And I don't say that in a cocky way, but like my worldview is expanded beyond Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, that's good to know, nigga. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> What's your next question? Mm-hmm. Ready. Okay, I have what? a question. For everybody? Uh, Kind of. Okay. I mean, a lot for a woman, okay. though, but I'm talking about shitty places for men to flirt. Mm-hmm. Shitty places for men to flirt. What's the... What's the worst place for a man to flirt with you? Like, is the gym... Wait, with me personally? Is Yes. Is the gym an okay place to flirt? Because Absolutely. Really? Because I hear a lot of women say, don't flirt with me. Yeah. I look horrible. But then something. a couple of my homegirls are like, no, holla at me in the when gym. I'm, when I'm boxing and when I'm in my zone, when I have my 16-ounce glove on, come over and say something. One, because you're not going to say I'm going to whoop your ass. Mm. But... <laughs> <laughs> but... My, my thing. Even though I might not have... And, all y'all know I love a good beat. I love my face done, my hair is done, my, my nails done. Big beat. But even if... <laughs> that's, that's all I got from that. But that was oh, beach. I like a good beat. She meant a dick beat. She beat, like to be beat, beat, beat by that dick. By that dick. By that dick. But, yes, because that's probably one of the places where I feel the most embarrassed. Do you agree yes. that that depends on if you feeling the flirt or not? If a dude you're not attracted to comes up and tries to talk to you, I was about to say, yeah, zone, that changes it completely. I think that, and if I'm in the gym and I'm pissed off, if I'm angry about something, okay. I mean, I have RBF, so like it is what it is. Oh, wrestling bitch face. Okay. Yes, I forgot. About but that. like, if you are still wanting to shoot your shot, my initial gut reaction is I can be like, oh, hi, how you doing? It's gonna be like, what do you want? Like, what do you Same. want? If you want to ask me something, ask it to me quick. Basically, if you under six foot and don't have a beard, Fact. she's saying don't come, don't approach her. And that's so what if you have half Ew. of it, though? What are you doing? Bring her some water to cool her off. That's what you do. You're like, hey, working out. hey, Miss Ma'am, I see you. It's working out. And I you, bought you some water. You all know that water at the gym be $3.25. You know where's the, you know where the worst <laughs> place to flirt? Honestly, for me personally, it's in the grocery store. Cause I go to the grocery store and I was like, Let me looking fucking hideous. See, but, I look hideous too. See, but ten. I don't know. I ain't never seen you in a grocery store. See, but ten years from now, when you in the grocery store, that's what them old, you know, them older people be wanting. They like to sit and talk in the aisle for hours. I mean, they do. They be sitting over in like where the tables are near the deli, reading the newspaper. So you might find you a man in there. Oh, we talking sugar about a man. Daddy. I need a sugar daddy. Applications in are the now candy open. Aisle. Applications are. What's now the most open. important? What's the most important characteristic for a sugar daddy? For a sugar daddy? Yeah. Oh, you need to have a six-figure salary. Like, uh, you, like outside of the money, my bad. Outside of the money. Oh. Does it even matter anything outside of the money? She said, pay a bill. <laughs> what's the most important characteristic or what's the most important thing that I want? Like, what's the most important characteristic you want out of a sugar daddy? Okay. Most important characteristic of a sugar daddy? That you don't want in the punana, cause like. So he don't want no sugar. So you. No, so the most important women, the most important. She's trying to reap the benefits, but not give it up. Accurate. That's an accurate so statement. So the most important yeah. characteristic of a sugar daddy is he can't have sex. Mm, most important characteristic. I said I don't know. Oh, stimulate my mind. Let's let's have like a nice conversation. You want a sugar daddy to stimulate your mind? My mind. Nothing else. Just her That's mind. That's what I said. Mind. Just her mind. Mm-hmm. Why? A sugar daddy is supposed to be your boo, not your sugar daddy. No, but like, let's have a nice conversation. The why gotta be about sex? Why you want to talk? What the fuck you gonna talk to your sugar daddy about? I mean, no, you you know what it is. She's trying to talk to him until he falls asleep because this nigga's probably seventy. He's exactly. gonna fall asleep. <laughs> I'm he's gonna, saying, 
He gonna fall asleep by seventy. What I think, sugar daddy, I think like seventy plus. If we're talking about, if we're talking about like my young sugar daddy, like the young one who's thirty five, then you need to know how to handle your business. I'll be one of your friends to say I'm going seventy plus. I mean, accurate, but those are the people that typically have money. But I know some young ones in their mid to late thirties. Now that's a whole other situation. You need to know how to lay the pipe and lay it well, and lay it a few good times. And then we can a few good life. times in one night or like over the week or over the month? Both. All the above. Oh my God. Because then the more times you get it and the more times I get to turn you out, the more money I get. So there we go. I could be a sugar daddy. I think I'd be a good sugar daddy. I don't know. I'm not sharing my money. Mm-hmm. I think I could be a good sugar daddy. Now I'm talking about if I had the money. Oh yeah. I'm not talking money. about this weekend's higher ed money that I'm making. Like I'm talking about like real money. I think if you were making six figures, I think you would make you would be a good sugar daddy because of everything I just mentioned. You would stimulate my mind. Have a great conversation. Would. I'll stimulate your mind and your vagina. That's what I'm saying. You could lay the pipe. Not that I know, but you could lay the you pipe. You heard? I've heard <laughs> from. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you could lay the pipe. Okay. <laughs> and then. You would be so happy. It'd be a Friday afternoon. I get off at of five o'clock. You'd be like, hey, it's been five grand. Like, just text me. Just text me. Like, hey, Zaddy. And I'm like, oh, what you want? Five G's? It's nothing. Exactly. But is it really a sugar daddy relationship at that point? Because y'all kind of really kicking it. And if you enjoy his personality, y'all in a relationship. No, just they don't, we don't go places together, though. We're not seeing in public. Never, ever? No. no. That would be the We're sugar daddy. No. Hmm. She comes over because I'm like 75. So she just comes no, over and I'll fall asleep at 830. Oh, uh, 40. 40. So I said no sense. No See, I'm trying to go to like one of them old school lounges where the old school jeans Where they have cigars? Yeah. Get your old ass out of here. Oh, and a linen and suit, a linen nigga. Suit. And we're in our jam- jamming to, we so jam- to Ashley Brothers in some Ooh. bright color suits. I can't wait. I can't Ooh. wait to like and we gonna suit. And I'm going to take a break from dancing and we're going <laughs> to eat some fried catfish for a little bit. <laughs> we got to explain. Hot sauce. Oh, wait, time out. We got to explain this to Nick. On some white bread. I can't wait. Okay, guys. So, so we have a white guy in here and he doesn't understand this. <laughs> nah, he good in the hood, though. He good in the hood, but he just doesn't understand what we're talking about. So, it's an education white guy. Um, so, old school black men... Old school black men. There's some old school lounges. Like here, there's a place called Shriners where the OGs go to. Well, I ain't going to say OGs. Just the old people go and to. And the Masons. And they, yeah, they playing spades. They eating fried catfish and chicken wings. And they dancing. And the old man like got their hands in their pocket where they kind of like holding their dick and shaking and shit to the young ladies that come around and stuff. That's what the OGs It's a little do. change in that too for the soda machine. <laughs> They don't know soda expensive, yeah. more expensive oh, than they are. And uh, that's where the young hoes find the sugar daddies at these old school places. Hoes. Yeah, that's where they. I'm only calling them hoes because I don't know their names. I'm only calling them hoes because I don't know their names right now. All right, we're going to move on to another topic. That's all we Y'all, So, do we feel like today we have way too many options? And I mean, options with everything that it's. We have so many options, like we're basically too scared to commit to something. Yes. All right. So we have a new person on the mic, everybody. We have a great pillar in the community, a black man that's for the culture. He's doing things the right way. What's the right way? I don't know. I don't fucking care, but it sound right. My man's Ben is on the mic. Thank you for having me back. It's great to be here. So Ben was on here a couple weeks ago. Shout out to my nigga Ben. He's very articulate. And I, know, and I know some of you people are shocked to hear black man so articulate. <laughs> but he's articulate. Anyways, do we have too many options, Ben? 
Yes, we have too many options. And it's really interesting watching people unable to commit to something because we're so concerned about missing out on the right person or the right opportunity. Um, and we, the, like, the ways that we justify not committing, like, oh, I don't want to miss out on my blessing. We don't, you know, it's just it's yep. really interesting. I have a friend, one of my best friends, was talking about how, like, this guy that she's been seeing for the last year, um, after they entered a committed relationship, you know, opened up to her. And she was talking about how he basically told her that he was worried that, you know, the love of his life, you know, he hadn't met her yet. And that he wasn't sure that he wanted to continue pursuing a relationship with her because he wanted to continue to explore his options. And, you know, I feel I feel for her when she was talking about it, I thought about her her heart might have been breaking because for, from her perspective, she's been investing this time and this energy and this guy that she's been exclusive to has been waiting and yielding his options. And you see that a lot in our generation. Not necessarily our generation, but you see that. No, you part of that. How old are you being? You know what? I, uh, yeah, you part of this generation, I, nigga. I defer. You part of the social media generation. Like it's it's scary though because it scary though. it's scary Seriously. because we have so many options that the smallest thing will turn you off. You're ready to and, go to the next. Yeah, thing. yeah, and and I think I've probably seen that with me to be honest when dealing with women. Where I find like I'm not gonna lie, I went on a couple of days with this chick, and she told me that she didn't like Mexican food or margaritas. And I was already like, well, fuck that was you. Like, Can I ask a question? Yes. Was that justification for like already being on to the next one? after? Yes. Like, I was already in my head. And that's fucked up. Like, I was in my head like, well, I can't fuck around with her. If she don't like margaritas or Mexican food, like, I like that you shit. You're like, that's a large part of my identity. Like, yeah. And it's, and it's messed up where I shouldn't have been like that. But I think because we have so many damn options, like, even with fucking music streaming, we have a lot of options for music streaming, to be honest. And it may only be like four or five, but that's actually a lot. For it to have a fucking library that houses all the songs. But yeah, so uh, Chris, got something to say. I'm, I'm a firm, well, not a firm believer, but I just believe that this generation simply puts a magnifying glass on things that are already taking place. So you say we have too many options, but there were families that... Your daddy had a house on one street with one family. He had a house on another street with another family. But that was just two options. Okay, he didn't have two. a lot of and then options. He had his wife. He had his, his work. His wife at work, and then he had his side chick that was a girlfriend. So while it may seem as though there's more options than there were in the past, and it makes it a little bit easier, there were always options. And I think those people who like to get hung up on the fact that their options or get distracted by that aren't willing and able to make a decision or haven't made haven't met something or someone that makes them make a decision that makes them know that without a doubt that's what that's the decision you're supposed to make so if i'm convicted by something if i meet somebody and i know without a doubt that's for me it don't matter what else comes along and i think so many people are not willing to say that or or for whatever reason or another i have no issue with you being like you know if your girl don't like mexican food and if you see the person you want to spend the rest of your life with like Mexican food, move on to the next one. That's no issue. You have every opportunity to find exactly who you're supposed to be with, no matter how long that takes. I don't know. It's, it's slim pickings out in these streets. Now, I will say, now, yes, they did have options back in the day, but we have way more options because they didn't have social media where they could meet someone. I'm in Florida. 
I literally talk to people from fucking Alaska, New York, California on a daily basis that I would have never spoken to if it wasn't for social media. Like, I literally have a... I literally have a woman who who is in California that we just randomly started following each other on Twitter, started talking, and she wrote me in my DMs. And we talking, and she, like, wants me to come out and visit her. Our great-great-grandparents didn't have that in the, what, 1930s, 40s, and 50s, where they could meet somebody on a total opposite side of the country that they could go visit. So it was a little bit more... um, stuck to their neighborhoods, their cities and stuff. So yeah, they may have found a sad chick. Like a lot of these old men had two families, sometimes three. Had first of all, can we talk about how stressful that's gotta be to have two fucking families? <laughs> no, God. Right. My yeah. granddaddy is exactly. no one, you one, one, one one family you like though. Like one one family you love one family you love, the other family you put up with. That's what that is. You was you were doing to but I also think, what's the plus and minus on what you miss out because you're looking on social media because you don't live in the moment because you're not in your own community as mm-hmm. much as you could be. Oh, no, I so think you, we miss so out you, on a lot. So you out in Alaska, you meet people out in Alaska, but who do you really know in, in the area that, you, that you're that you in? in, the, in and that's why space? I said we have so many options that we tell ourselves that we're, we're, tell ourselves that we're bored where we're not actually bored because we have so many things that we're offered now that we're easily bored. When we should be like appreciating what's easy. in front of us, we yeah. should yeah, we should easily appreciate things in front. We have so much shit to do, but we're quick to be like, man, it ain't shit to do around here. We're bored. I think we have a lot less fulfilling relationships. I think there are a lot of relationships that are yes surface level and not fulfilling, and so that's why people get bored because you have so many options. You don't take the time for it to get deep for you to fight with your friend for you to for you to you know have it out for you to get to know somebody and, and go through because you're like. I don't got to deal with them. You know, they piss me off. I'm going to go to Twitter and find, you know, because we have so many options. Yeah. I completely agree. I think there are often times that I feel like speaking about relationships, relationships specifically, that I was born in the wrong generation because I'm of the mindset of like, yes, there's social media and yes, there are different dating apps and there are people out there. But if I find somebody that I vibe with, why can't we just, why can't we explore that? Why can't we see what's mm-hmm. going on? Why do you have to be always searching for the next person yep. or the next thing? Because at the end of the day, you know what? We all, they say, research says that we are who we are by the time we're five, right? And by the time, by we're, the time we're five? Yeah. Like, you were made up by the time you were five. Because I literally feel like I'm a totally different person from when I was 24 and I'm well, 30 now. We'll see. Here's the thing. So, research says that your innate characteristics, who you are, your morals, and your values are typically defined by the time you're five years old, by the time you're a child, and so or in that time. Okay, I can see that. And so that's why people. I used to be a, a preschool educator, and so they hone in on those first five years, right? But right. you do change. I will say I'm not the same person at 27 that I was at 24. Hell, even at 25, um, things constantly change and constantly evolve. But I also believe too that. I don't like. Yes, the world is out there, and we can go and explore and whatever. But let's explore together. Let's figure some things out. Maybe I don't like something because somebody else, a parent or a relative, had a larger influence on me, and that's why I don't like something. But if I'm with the person that I'm supposed to be with and I'm building my life, then maybe we can try some things and explore a little bit. Our generation doesn't think in that mindset, though. Our generation thinks in the you know piss me off, so let me get on this phone and I'm gonna make you feel some type of way. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to find someone to replace you. Exactly. Because we're offered irreplaceable, and, and, and you can, and you can. I think these 
options make dating very hard, especially in today's society, because you're just like, okay, I know we mailed, you probably met someone on this app, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, do I get the passwords, their phones, and see if they're talking to other people? Mm-hmm. And it just makes us a whole, we start overthinking things, yeah. and then we don't want to communicate what we want to say mm-hmm. until we build it all up. And at that moment, we're just like, but this is how I feel. And next thing you know, the relationship is over. Mm-hmm. So I think these options make so hard dating so much harder today. I think what's interesting and what you is, it was interesting for me to understand and kind of see is I went to a presentation and it was to understand that there's now a different age group. It doesn't just go from childhood to ad- to adolescence to adulthood. There's now an in between mm-hmm. from between adolescence and your teenage years mm-hmm. until you're about thirty. And so when you say that people don't want to settle down or people that want to explore their options, that is now a time frame of age from about 23 to 30 because there aren't jobs that lock people in at 23 that you keep and you live in the same town and you get a house and you pay your mortgage and you're looking to settle down. People are staying at jobs for two and three years and have eight jobs before they find where they're settling down. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not secure in my life and I'm not settling down in my life and I don't know who I am, Mm -hmm. then... How are you going to go about finding a partner that's also willing to do that? Mm-hmm. And so I think if you understand that in this age right now from about 24 to 32, that's what you're supposed to do and don't try to settle down. That's just what the world has evolved into. Then I think, you know, once you get to 32 and you've explored your options, you've been around, I think you'll be more willing to settle down at that point. But only if you've done your due diligence mm-hmm. and went around and explored some things and learned yourself and learned other people. And seeing what's out there. To See, offer. because we go ahead, Deshaun. And with me, I just want to make sure. I, with me, I just want to make sure that I get to a point in my life where we can eat good, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be struggling. Mm-hmm. It's just why I don't want to settle down. See, so now that's like, different because you said you want to wait until you're not struggling mm-hmm. to settle down. When before, like I feel like our parents, grandparents, and stuff. They went ahead and settled down while they were struggling and found someone to struggle with. And that's where it comes in, where we have so many damn options mm-hmm. where we can choose. Like, nah, I'm going to just wait yeah. because we know because we they tell us there's more fish in the sea mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like, we have options with almost everything. We're bombarded with so many options mm-hmm. now. So that's why we're why you see those people. I'm quick to cut somebody off. Like that's not healthy mm-hmm. to be like I'm quick to cut anybody. Like people brag about being able to cut a friendship off, a relationship off with a significant other. Like we shouldn't brag about that. We brag like what was that a Marion song? Uh, uh, Icebox where my heart used to be. Like we brag about that type of shit. We brag about a lot of toxic behavior, behavior, and I hate using the word toxic because woke people use toxic all the time and probably I feel like Ben probably uses toxic once a week. Once <laughs> is really it's really generous. I use it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was I felt attacked. I knew it was ben, ben uses problematic and toxic probably once a week. Probably like once a day. <laughs> Probably once a day. But in the defense of me, it usually works in the context that I'm going for. But, okay, so like I was saying, though, with just being, uh, with all these options or whatever, like, even on a small trivial level, I'll be at the liquor store, like, really just looking for, like, longer than I should be looking because it's so much to choose from now. Like, we have so many options on everything. It's fucking up. Uh, just like jobs, our relationships with people, just every single thing now, because we have way too many options. Like, and I feel I almost feel like an old man mm-hmm. complaining about this. Mm-hmm. But it's true though, like we probably have too many options. Like Well, I think we live in a generation that's not forced to make a decision. 
we live in a generation we're where, too indecisive yeah, now. And, yeah. We, and we're rewarded for that when you look look at children they're rewarded at a young age for not being able to make a decision. They're rewarded for showing up onto a field instead of being rewarded for scoring a goal, instead of being rewarded for doing work. And so that's the type of people that we're breeding and we're not having, we're not forcing people to, to take a stand. That's why we get, we all work in higher education. That's why we work with these students who do not know how to make decisions, who do not know how to stand up for themselves and say something because they've never been forced to. They've never been put in a situation, whether familial, relationships, whatever, that has forced them to stand up and say, hey, I need to be decisive in this. And regardless of whatever way the, the outcome is, I'm going to have to rock with it. Whereas, yes, we are all you know in this generation and we are all in our, our mid to late 20s. But however, there are things in our lives that have forced us to, to grow up and force us to make those decisions. And so, like, I feel for me, personally, I've had to make decisions in my life. I'm okay with making certain decisions. I think when it comes to relationships right now, I know that I'm ready to settle down in a relationship, but I have not found my forever home. We probably need to stop calling this settling down because it sounds like you settling for something, well, to be I, honest. So let's change, let's change the narrative and let's change the, the language. I'm ready to find my forever person. I'm ready to be in my committed relationship. I am ready to take that next step as a woman and say, this is my man. I am your woman. You are my husband. I am your wife. But. She's passionate. I am. But the thing, the thing also though with me is that <laughs> the forever home. It does, But that doesn't make me not want to settle down right now and try and make it, or excuse me, that doesn't make me not want to find my forever person right now. Because you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be sacrificed. So how many, it's it's six of us in the room right now. How many of us feel like the city we're currently in is the city that we're going to be in? Absolutely no. not. No. None, None no. of us feel that no. way. No. Absolutely see, not. And see, that's also different from the people before us and stuff. So we even have options where we can take a job in San Francisco on the other side of the country and a whole nother... A whole nother time zone. It's what well, go ahead, man. Okay, so I actually got into it with my dad about something similar a couple of days ago because my father, like, is you know, Cleveland born and raised, hasn't left. I've accepted that, like, when I want to see my father, I now have to go back to Cleveland to see him. And we were talking about just how like transient our generation is. Like, it's so easy for us, it's not necessarily always financially easy, but it's always easy for us. To just pick up and go at a moment's notice to like another part of the country or like to right. travel or to just uproot our lives. And like, if you think about it, we are like that with a lot of aspects of our lives. It's not necessarily just down to geographical, you know, geographical location. Like we're ready and willing to drop a relationship mm -hmm. that no longer fulfills us. Or like instead of like resolving things or figuring out how things work. It's easy for people to like, like you were saying earlier, end a friendship rather than get to the root of whatever. Like we're very surface you know, level people these days. Yeah, there's just and, it's, it's, and you know, and talking to my father, I kind of felt like attacked because he was, you know, I was literally asking like, so when are you coming to Florida to like, yeah, see how I'm living? And it was just like, I didn't tell you to pick up and just leave. I didn't tell you to move to Tennessee. I didn't tell you to move to Florida. I was just right. like, that wasn't the question, but it kind of dived into something deeper and in just a lot of areas of our lives we're always I mean we bill it as being flexible but it really is it boils down to us like not necessarily being committed to the idea of being in any space for any given amount of time whether that is 
physically or socially with people or just anything. Um, and I don't know a way around that because like when I think of here, I like I gave myself like a clock. I was like, I'm gonna be here X amount of years. My supervisors may be listening, so I'm not gonna say the time. But um and a lot of us are like that. We're like, all right, this is for X amount of time. I'm gonna get this thing while I'm here. Yep. And I'm gonna take it to my next place, mm-hmm. my next hustle, like my next job. Mm-hmm. Like we are like in a lot of ways we're kind of like every time we go somewhere new or we're exploring new relationships, we're thinking about the end goal and not just enjoying it for what it yeah. is. Like I got to get these things out of this location or these people before I leave. We think about the end goal with so much, like even with sports, we talk about that. We End talk about we talk about athletes. How many rings do they have? We're like the season was pointless because we know who's going to win the championship. Like you got to trust the process and enjoy the ride a lot of times. Mm-hmm.